It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. <clears throat> if you have a brother or a husband that is experiencing prostate problems, ask them to listen to the show today because we're going to spend the next hour talking about that tiny little organ that can cause so much trouble for men. So I've asked the experts to join me to answer your personal questions And if you're afraid to call in, I've written down a few questions that I have heard in my counseling room. You know, we have questions about the problems, the symptoms. And so we'll we'll maybe cover the ones that you are afraid to call in. But if you're not afraid to call in, our number is 651-641-1071. And joining me today is Wendy Cates Dancer, who is a nutrition counselor and an educator also a registered nurse, and you know, it's okay to ask a nurse any question because they've seen it all. Oh, yes, we have, absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, as nurses, again, we have either seen it all or heard it all. Uh, Last week, I had an older male client that had to make five or six trips to the bathroom each night. Oh, we've all had that, many many of those people. So he definitely was having trouble with an inflamed prostate. So the prostate is gland is about the size and shape of a walnut. Not very big, you know, weighs less than an ounce. You know, because the prostate gland causes more problems in men than any other gland. Just think about that. Or any, any other, other gland. Yeah, hmm. or any other tissue in the male body. Hmm. I decided we needed a male expert on this topic. Of course, the first person Because we don't have prostates, no, do we? No, we don't. And some men think we do, but we don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So of course the first person I thought of was Greg Peterson. And many of you listeners appreciate hearing Greg's in-depth nutrition knowledge on our past shows, and he's got it on today. So. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> and Greg is the co-founder of Nutrition Dynamics, a company that provides nutritional seminars to healthcare providers and professional-grade vitamin supplements. And Absolutely. we worked with Greg for 30 Many years. years. A few Exactly. Let's not date us too too much here. <laughs> well, we were friends just talking for many about years. how old we were before and how old you can be with and still keep yeah. your business going, right? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, we're uh, pushing it. As long as I don't have to go to the, the restroom every 15 or 20 minutes, you know, I'm okay. <laughs> we can make it this whole uh, hour, Greg. <laughs> you know, okay, okay. I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed here. But, uh, you know, it is amazing, too, because, you know, I work out a lot, as you know, and a lot of the the guys that work out with at the gym, they're really not even aware that they have a prostate gland. I was going to say, do you, have, do you talk about prostates at the gym? Well, it's usually more about uh, working out in women. You know, oh. but, yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, I get into prostates, you know, too. But most of the, the guys are so ignorant, they call it the prostrate oh. you know, gland, you know. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it shows you how little information they have about what uh, that gland does. You know, too. Exactly. So when we're looking at this major gland that is uh, more important and powerful in men than any other gland, what kind of problems um, can occur? 
Greg? Well, you have kind of three basic categories, you know, for prostate problems. You have the prostatitis, you know, which is a inflammation infection of the the prostate gland. Uh, and that can create a lot of, you know, problems like that, reoccurring uh, uh, urination, uh, urinary tract infections as well, too. Uh, you can have fever like you can with any common infection. And uh, some of the things, too, that a lot of times men don't associate prostate problems with is it can lead to things like low sex drive, uh, inability to maintain or to get her to maintain an erection as well. Uh, it can lead to things like depression, anxiety, you know, as, as well, because you know that uh, as we'll get into it more so, it can be a hormonal imbalance as well, too. And fatigue is a huge, you know, issue in any kind of prostate problem. So you have the... Well, I would think if you're running to the bathroom all the time, you would get a little tired. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the, five or six times a night, uh, you know, you're not getting your rest either. I mean, no wonder it affects everything. They're fatigued all, all the time. You know, you're, you're disrupting your, your good, mm-hmm. your quality of sleep continually. Right. And, you know, if you don't get your sleep, you don't heal. And, and that goes on and on and on, you know, too. So that, that's one of the, the, the first ones. You also have benign prostatic hyperplasia, they call it. Oh, that's it. a mouthful. Yes. Yeah. How's that? Uh, <laughs> BPH. For short, they refer to it as, and that's very common. And that's, you know, as you get older, you tend to have more prostate kinds of problems. And that's really an enlargement of the prostate. It's not cancerous at this point. It's just inflammation enlargement. And again, you have this urinary flow problem, going to the bathroom all the time, disrupting your sleep. And again, getting into some of these other symptoms like the sex drive, you know, erectile dysfunction and fatigue as well. So, Greg, just so people understand, that prostate gets enlarged, it gets inflamed is what happens, right? Right. Yep. Just kind of blows up a little bit, almost like a balloon, and then okay. just impedes urinary flow at yep. that point. You know, mm-hmm. cuts it off. But pretty sim, pretty basic uh, mechanics of it. You know, but it's uh, not very basic as far as the symptoms that go along with it too. Exactly. And the problem with urinary flow is the prostate wraps around the urethra. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. and then when that gets swollen. Um, you squeeze it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, so, with the two. It sounds, so you it have sounds this uncomfortable. You have this urgency all the time, right. but a very poor elimination of okay. urine, too. You right. know. And then lastly, there's prostate cancer. You and know. that's pretty common, isn't it? Oh, the, the inflammation. And or, the, or the, no, can- the, the cancer. cancer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the comment on that is that if a man lives long enough, he will die from prostate cancer. But, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, they die from something else before then, heart disease, you know, you know, diabetes or some of the you know, complications like that as well. So we're talking about people that men that are in their 90s, maybe, or closer to 100, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think once you get over about age 60, you know, the inflammation of the prostate is very common. Then once you get into your 70s and 80s, the prostate cancer becomes more of a concern. And definitely by the time you're in your 90s, it's almost 100% of men will have prostate cancer. A hundred percent. Wow. That's, so, that's amazing. So I know the, the National Institute of Health found that about 50% of men, like you just said, over the age of 60, and then again, 90% of men over the age of 70 are having some type of prostate problems. So I guess, you know, you have to say, okay, so what is causing all this inflammation that men are experiencing? That's a great question. And uh, a few weeks ago, Greg, you were kind enough to put that wonderful presentation together about hormones, mm-hmm. you know, both female and male hormones, which we're going to be delving into in a minute. But it was a great PowerPoint presentation. 
uh, with all of our staff and and explained some of the possible reasons for this increased rate of inflammation. It, what will surprise a lot of people, and particularly the guys, it tends to be a high estrogen situation because you know, medically they, they kind of uh, you know uh, tie into the, the testosterone is, is the problem. You know, so this, this testosterone, high testosterone, and they'll put them on medications many times that will actually destroy the ability to produce you know, testosterone. Well, testosterone isn't the bad guy. You, if you want to say there's good and bad you know, testosterone, there's a regular testosterone, okay. and then it can be converted to dihydrotestosterone, which is a very powerful testosterone that has the damaging effects. I mean, it's what, you know, men that lose their hair, it's the dihydrotestosterone, the skin conditions, the acne and so forth. It's this dihydrotestosterone that's the culprit, not the testosterone. So that's the negative testosterone. Yeah, it's the bad testosterone. Yeah, okay. they call it DHT, you know, for short. And that's where a lot of these even medications, like Proscar, for mm-hmm. example, it works on inhibiting the conversion of testosterone to this bad dihydrotestosterone or DHT. Okay. So it seems then that giving them medication to uh, decrease all their testosterone is not the right thing. That's like throwing the baby out with the bath bath water. Exactly. Because you do need uh, testosterone. Well, you know that you need it for energy, for drive, for stamina, for, you know, mood uh, elevation, all those kinds of things too. So when you do that to a guy, you're dooming him to all those kinds of problems besides the fact that he's almost become a eunuch at that point too. It's no sex drive. So we're making a, a bad problem worse. Exactly. Yeah. What really we should be doing is somehow working on reducing the conversion of this, you know, good testosterone to estrogen and then also, of course, to dihydrotestosterone, the bad testosterone. That should be the, the goal, you know, in treating prostate. So how can, I mean, I think this is new information. I'm starting to feel sorry for the guys out there. <laughs> Aren't you? <laughs> it's like, how can we, how do men make estrogen? They don't have ovaries. I mean, how in the world does this happen? So, you know, it's kind of interesting, Greg. You just said they've got bad testosterone and then they've got too much estrogen. And yeah. I think that's a great question, Wendy, and I think probably a lot of listeners are saying, okay, well, how do men make estrogen then? That's that's a great question. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, is it uh, the three to four beers that they're drinking each night? Uh, those three to four beers increase their blood sugar, which calls the pancreas to produce more insulin, which creates uh, more insulin resistance, which turns uh, things into more body fat. And we know, don't we, Dara, that body fat manufactures estrogen. Yes. So I think, Greg, it isn't that uncommon, is it, for a lot of men to drink three or four beers every night? No, I don't think it is at all. If, if you're a beer drinker, um, an alcohol user, and so forth, it is very common. And that was, you know, we talked about that a little bit earlier, too. There's a study that was done um, by the National Cancer Institute where mm-hmm. they're talking about if a man was drinking 50 grams of alcohol you know, per day, that'd be like about four beers or you know, three or four glasses of wine or about three or so hard drinks in that range that they will increase their risk to the most devastating, the most aggressive form of prostate cancer. So that definitely is a concern, like Wendy is saying, too, is that this leads to the insulin resistance, you know, the kind of pre-diabetic mm-hmm. you know, situation right. that stores the body fat. And with guys, it tends to be more belly fat. Belly fat, you know, right, so we exactly. get it. And belly fat is full of an enzyme that converts the good testosterone to the bad testosterone and to estrogen both. So, so- they're... 
You know? Very interesting, and it's already time to take a break. Oh, okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I would like to share the conclusion of research uh, in the Journal of Obesity in January 2006. This study found approximately 50% of men over 50 years of age are overweight. That's half. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those with central obesity, that's too much weight around the middle, which was Greg was just talking about, had, had lower testosterone levels, but higher levels of inflammation of the prostate. To understand this research, the inflammation is the result of excess body fat from eating too many processed carbs. That's too much beer. <laughs> increasing that body fat. If you have questions for Greg uh, today on prostate health, our number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. Nutrition. Fall always says back to school. So come back to school with the teachers at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And please come back to school. We have our pencils all sharpened. (laughs) We have our books all ready. (laughs) So we have a lot of weight and wellness series starting Monday, September twelfth. This is this is coming Monday. We have it start starting in St. Paul and on Tuesday in Edina and Lakeville. Lakeville, hmm, can't talk today. So in Wednesday, we have it in North Oaks, and on Saturday in St. Paul and Wyzetta. So we have classes all over. There's six weeks, lots of information. You're teaching a class, right, Wendy? Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday morning. I'm excited. So 651-699-3438 or go online, weightandwellness.com, and you can sign up right online. And they're great classes. They you are. know, we'll even talk about prostate health if you want to. Okay. We will. <laughs> so we've, uh, uh, again, coming back, uh, we have Greg Peterson here, our expert in prostates. And before we went on break, we were talking about how men produce estrogen. Or, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. too much estrogen, which we know really, we know. Mm-hmm. I think most people don't realize that affects the prostate. But we were talking about those nightly beers and how much mm-hmm. men drink. But oftentimes when you have beer, you have pizza. the next thing you know, you're mm. ordering pizza yep. or bringing home a bag of chips yep. or popcorn or, you know, and that's more sugar, things that turn into sugar and we produce more fat cells then and more estrogen, right? Yes. So uh, let's take a question before we move on to other okay. causes of uh, prostate problems. You know, I think, Wendy, one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, if they eat a couple of pieces of pizza, 
they're actually taking in about 12 teaspoons of sugar in their into their body. Exactly. And that's wow. only two We think we're p- eating a balanced meal. Yeah, 12 right. teaspoons of sugar in two pieces of pizza. Exactly. And how many pieces of pizza do you eat after you've had a couple beers? No, it's more like how many pizzas do I eat? <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Well, Deb, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Good morning. Did you have a question for Greg? Yeah, it's probably a very personal question, but uh, my husband has reoccurring blood in his semen, and <clears throat> every time they go in, it's just antibiotics. Is that probably the correct? way to treat it, or is there an underlying issue that we have to be concerned about? Well, I'm glad, first of all, having it checked out, you know, too, because you do want to rule out uh, infection or some more, you know, serious prostate problems. Uh, So I think, you know, uh, what I would probably do at this point is incorporate some of the things we're going to be talking about today, things that can reduce high estrogen levels, uh, you know, look at some of the possibilities. There might be some insulin resistance, you know, some like a pre-diabetic, you know, situation, too, that's contributing to the issue. But, um, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd probably do orchestrate you know, between what he's doing medically there and what we can do diet and supplement-wise. But he, it, it does seem as though he does have an underlying amount of infection, it sounds like, mm-hmm. if they continue to put him on antibiotics and it helps. Is that is that correct? It does help for a period yeah, of time. Yeah. yeah, for a certain amount of time. And then, and but, okay, maybe I'm a novice at this. And it's dark blood instead of bright blood. So bright blood mm-hmm. would probably be... Uh, More acute. Yeah, okay. Well, I think maybe, you know, going back to your doctor and having more tests taken, so to rule out any possibility of anything more serious would make sense at this point because it isn't, um, you know, it's it's uh, an old type of dried type of blood more than, you know, a fresh kind. So mm-hmm. that's that makes sense. I don't know. It could be just infection. Yeah. Yeah, what is this PSA? Did, have they looked That's at that too? That's what I too? was just going to ask. You know what? I couldn't tell you. Um, of course, he's the manly man. Yes. Yes. And it took me tooth and nail to get him get him in. And actually, that might be a good good thing to um, talk about is how to get your man into the doctor. Well, there we go. <laughs> good Greg, point. Now answer that question for everyone out there, will you please? You just have to have some kind of weapon. How does Deb get you into the doctor? <laughs> I really doesn't these days. <laughs> no. uh, but I'm just, you know, kind of thinking there might be, you know, a uh, not only an infection, inflammation of the prostate, but there might be some precancerous, you know, situations going on. And that's where we want to look at that PSA, you know, the prostatic specific antigen test. And that gives you kind of a rough idea as to uh, what his risk is to prostate cancer. Okay. Okay. Well, well good thanks, luck. Thanks for the call. And, and, and thanks and for thank yeah, stepping out and asking the, the, que- the personal question. question. Yes. yes, that is. Thanks. Well, we have another caller. Okay. Oops. I All guess right. it's they're gone. gone. All oh, right. Well, here we go. So <laughs> other causes of inflamed prostate. Greg, what are some other causes? Well, I think there's always, you know, liver dysfunction too, you know, because we know, um, you know, the liver's involved in uh, detoxifying the body. It's involved in hormone metabolism, making sure those hormones stay balanced and so forth. And so if you have liver dysfunction, which many times is caused by, besides alcohol consumption, by medication that people are on. Mm-hmm. Commonly, people are doing statin drugs these days, you know, the Lipitor, you know, types of drugs and so on. And you realize that the FDA issued a warning that liver failure is a reaction of the statins. 
and they feel that there's approximately a quarter of a million people per year that have liver toxicity and have to present themselves to a clinic or a hospital for that reason. A from quarter from of statin a million. Drugs. Quarter of a million. That's you know. 250,000 people. Yes. I yeah. think if I did my math right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> you know, that's at school so teaching you, background. And that is, that is liver what? They call it uh, liver toxicity. That's what I thought you creating. said. Yeah, you know, so that's huge. And then we're talking earlier about Many times people are not just taking stat medications, they're on other medications, commonly pain medication. Or simple Tylenol. Tylenol. Over-the-counter Tylenol yeah. is very hard on your liver. Precisely. And then what, you know, I didn't realize until really recently I looked at it more closely, things like Vicodin, Percocet, and so forth, they also have acetaminophen, which is, you know, what Tylenol really is. Correct. And we know that those things, you know, create a lot of liver stress. As a matter of fact, I read a piece a while back that in one of the places that does a lot of liver transplants, they felt 50% of the liver transplants that they did were due to acetaminophen yes, overdosing. Yeah. Absolutely. So you combine those two, you have these liver problems. Yes. No wonder you have all kinds of you know, hormonal, you know, uh, t- types of difficulties and prostate problems. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, and, and uh, you know, I, I do, you know, coming from a medical background myself, um, you know, I know that we've made real advances in, we have a cardiologist over here, a neurologist over here, a urologist over here, which probably is who we'd see for a prostate. But they wouldn't make the connection that the prostate has anything to do with the liver. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no. You know, they just look at one area of the body. And so it's, it's... It's interesting that, I mean, everything works together. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that, don't we? Yes. So, Greg, maybe we should just talk a little bit about all these people that are on statins and how they can actually protect their liver a little bit. I mean, do you want to talk about that a little oh, bit? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one thing we know is that um, the, the statin drugs, they work on a mechanism that inhibits cholesterol you know, production. Right. Well, that mechanism also is involved in production of coenzyme Q10, which we've talked about many times on the show, which is a nutrient that's essential for the body's ability to make energy. So you start thinking of, you know, what are the systems in the body or the glands or organs in the body that are very energy consumptive and so forth? You think of the liver because it's processing toxins and waste all the time. You know, you're thinking heart, Heart. you know, big area too, brain function, another big area. And those are all the, the areas that they know that the statin medications have an impact on, you know, by creating a coenzyme Q10 deficiency situation. Mm-hmm. So if they're on, you know, statin medications, for sure, they should be doing coenzyme Q10, you know, probably about 200 milligrams a day is kind of what most of the literature, you know, talks about. Um, also, I think they should be on some kind of just overall liver protect, you know, type product product as well. You know, milk thistle, lipoic acid, things like that, and uh, acetylcysteine would mm-hmm. be my three top ones. So mm-hmm. if we have a healthy liver, we're going to have a healthy prostate, and it's already time to take a break. Already. In the United States, about 15% of all couples have difficulty conceiving a child. In about one-third of the cases of infertility, it is the man who is responsible. In another one-third, both male and female are responsible, and in another one-third, it is the female who is responsible. Around 6% of men between ages 15 and 60 are infertile. Most cases of male infertility reflects an abnormal sperm count or abnormal quality of sperm. The downward trend in sperm counts has led to speculation that environmental delay or lifestyle changes in recent decades may be interfering with a man's ability to manufacture sperm. 
Mm. Again, I'm really starting to feel sorry for those men out there. (laughs) (laughs) Questions for us today on prostate health, uh, 651-641-1071. We'd love for you to join our conversation, and we'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Cavis, Laces Nutritionist. And I'm here with Wendy Capes Dancer, registered nurse and nutrition counselor, and Greg Peterson, co-owner of Nutrition Dynamics, a company providing nutrition education and supplements to health care providers. And Greg, you're having a seminar coming up pretty soon. Yes, end of this month, uh, September 30th through October 2nd. We call it our Great Lakes you know, Conference. Uh, and we have a host of opinion leader seminar speakers. Uh, one of the speakers is going to be talking on hormones, as a matter of fact, male and female hormones, as well as some things on cancer, uh, some uh, topics on energy production, and also some things on cardiovascular health. So it should be a really rip-roaring, educational, good time. So this is open to, like, chiropractors, nutritionists, nurses, and, the you know, Yes, health care pr- providers really yeah. is, okay. is a term we use like that, too. So it's uh, it's our ninth annual one, and it should be really good. It's at the Hotel Sofitel, so it's also really pretty good food there, too. Oh, lovely yeah. food. We yeah. love going to the seminars for the, all the information and the, and the, and the food. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we before we went on break, we were talking about the liver, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a question on uh, the liver. Liz, okay. Liz, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, I'm, I am on, uh, on the statins, and I also take uh, COQ10. What I'm wondering is, what did he say you can do to protect the liver, and how could I get a hold of him? I don't have a computer. I'm an elderly lady. I'm very interested in nutrition, and I love your program. Okay, oh, thank, thank you. you. Okay, there you go, Greg. Well, how does she yeah. get a hold of you? Uh, well, the um, probably really, I work with practitioners, and so usually I have you know people contact the practitioners like yourself and and have all the information uh, for you. But um, some of the things that you may want to look at in discussing that you know with if you get a chance to, you know to visit with uh, Dar or Wendy is uh, it's called milk thistle. You know, it's an herb okay. that's been shown to be very effective. You know, for the liver. And actually rejuvenating liver cells that have been damaged. That's a capsule, isn't it? Uh, yeah, usually it can be a capsule or a tablet, you know, okay. but yeah, along those lines. And the other one I mentioned was uh, we just abbreviated as NAC, N A C. Okay. It's N acetylcysteine. And actually, what they do in hospitals, they'll give NAC to people who have had a Tylenol overdose. You know, oh. it, it, it's the procedure that the hospitals mm-hmm. you know follow because it's so protective of the liver against you know toxins and so on. Uh, so that NAC is a second one I like, and then lastly, uh, something called lipoic acid. L I P O I C. Okay. Acid. Lipoic acid. And actually, there's a study that was done on hepatitis C that these people were. Uh, you know, scheduled for liver transplants. And they put them on this regime I just mentioned to you. And every single one of the patients got off the liver transplant list and returned back to full function. Wow. Exactly. That's, that's wonderful. And where would you get a hold of this NAC or oh, the... We have all those things at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Oh, okay. So... Thank yes. you. All right. So, yes, Liz, you can just Bye come back. to our office, or um, probably that would be the best since you don't have a, c- a computer. I don't right? have. My mm-hmm. yeah, so. after me to get one, but I said I wouldn't get anything done. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So the number is uh, 651-699-3438. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you, Liz. Bye. Thanks, Liz. So... Oh. Uh, 
Go ahead. Great. Go ahead. So now that we have the liver all taken care of, we're right. going to get back to the prostate and the causes of uh, uh, too much estrogen, mm-hmm. which we know is our obesity epidemic. Uh, in fact, some research reported, this is in the Lancet Oncology, found that prostate cancer patients who are obese or have high levels of insulin are more likely to die of the disease, prostate mm-hmm. cancer. Men who are overweight were more than two and a half times more likely to die of prostate cancer than men of regular weight. It's serious, isn't it? Men also had high insulin levels, uh, who had high insulin levels, had four times greater risk of dying from the disease. Wow. So obesity and insulin resistance. I'm sucking my gut in right now, Wendy. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> so you really have to ask the question, who has higher levels of insulin? I mean, we know it's type, people that have type 2 diabetes or people who consume or have consumed a lot of high-carbohydrate foods, you know, or maybe those people that drink a lot of soda, you know, the high-fructose high corn syrup, sweetened sodas, or they drink too much beer, too much too pizza, much hard liquor. Um, they are, they're very likely to have too much insulin, and have insulin resistance, and they have a higher risk of cancer. Then, absolutely, and of dying of cancer. Yeah. So this it really becomes it's serious. huge. It's com- right. It becomes very serious. Um, uh, at the beginning of the show, we said we would look at some of the causes for prostate problems, and also then discuss some natural solutions. You know, since we are all about nutrition and the effects of food on your health, it is clear men with prostate problems need to reduce their consumption of processed carbs. I mean, it's just a no-brainer. You know, most also need to reduce their weight. And if they're diabetic, they really need to reduce their blood sugars. They've got to take this serious. And then they can reduce their insulin levels. I mean, it's just, it is a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, most men, like women, usually need direction and support. We said most <laughs> men and women, right, yes. need direction and support to lose weight and control their blood sugars. That, again, Dar, other than, you know, just great nutrition, is our expertise. Our Nutrition for Weight Loss classes are starting the week of September 19th. We have a series of Indy classes in Wyzetta, St. Paul, Maple Grove, Lakeville, and North Oaks. And we have Saturday classes in Wyzetta, St. Paul, and North Oaks. People lose weight without starvation. And I think that's a big factor for a lot of people, They, and especially men. Exactly. They think they're going to be put on tofu or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and seaweed. <laughs> people lose weight without starvation or calorie counting. They feel great, and best of all, they love the food. To sign up for this anti-inflammatory um, insulin resistance uh, reversal. Okay. <laughs> Losing weight, in other words. We could say it that way. Uh, if you have questions uh, uh, about this class and signing up for it, please call 651-699-3438. Or those of you that have computers, you can register online at weightandwellness.com. So, Greg, what are some other things? You know, we say cut the carbs, get rid of insulin resistance, uh, men with prostate problems. 
What else do they need to do? Well, I think there's uh, several nutrients. I like them, um, you know, things like zinc, uh, sal palmetto, nettles, root, and so forth. They're in a product that I know that you use in the practice called Ultra Prostagen Concentrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like that sal palmetto we are talking about before, that stops the conversion of the good, you know, testosterone to the bad testosterone, the DHT, that aggravates the prostate, inflames the prostate, and so forth. Um, also, you know, we find that it reduces is the uh, the risk to cancer proliferation, you know, too. So if a person, a guy has prostate inflammation that's kind of bordering on possibly becoming cancerous and so forth, the palmetto helps reduce that. Uh, zinc um, helps reduce the prostate size, you know, and a lot of people are zinc deficient. It's they very are. common because of the, the sugars that we consume to deplete, you know, zinc stores, too. Uh, so that's huge. And nettle root, you know, that um, that increases urinary flow and, again, reduces the uh, the growth of cancers and reduces inflammation. So those are some of the key ones in that ultra-prostogen product that uh, I'd recommend, you know, to every guy that's probably middle-aged and um, older, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Ultra-prostogen is a great product. And, and, Greg, you kind of recommend people taking that kind of ongoing if they've got any, you know, if they're starting to have more frequency of urination or, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, yeah, I, I'd say at least like one a day, you know, two. And again, kind of going back to the fact that when you have prostate inflammation, that does really impede all functions, urinary function, sexual function, and so forth. And so exactly. I like to say, let's hit the guys where it really counts. Okay, then. <laughs> we'll do yeah. it. Well, I bet, you know, that maybe Time. that's where they'll start signing up for all of our classes, too. That's <laughs> where it really counts. Uh, again, time for another break. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have questions about prostate health, please give us a call at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with Dishing Up Nutrition. back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We have upcoming one-night classes, and they're all about kids. So we're teaching our ADD, ADHD class in Lakeville and in Stillwater at the River Market, and our kids' class called Foods to Build Happy Focus Kids in Wyzetta and Stillwater. So we have great food ideas for parents, and so kids can actually Enjoy school because they're eating better. That's so right. And the teachers can enjoy the kids at school because they're eating better. Yes. Right? Exactly. 651-699-3438 to sign up. And should Back we to our prostate topic? conversation. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we have Pamela on the line. Pamela, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Oh, thank you for taking my call. No problem. I have a couple of questions because you mentioned overweight and prostate problems. I know of one individual, male, who's in his early 50s, clearly not overweight and not underweight, but he ended up with prostate cancer. And then another individual, man, probably in his 60s, um, no cancer, but an enlarged prostate mm-hmm. and with no weight problems. So, I mean, you know, I, some, sometimes people can actually have insulin resistance and it does not show as extra weight around the middle. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that, you know, but there are certainly are other causes for both cancer and inflammation of the prostate. Okay. We're not saying that those are the only causes. It's the most prevalent cause. Okay. And it's one of the things that people can 
really look at. So, you know, it's a possibility that... Are they on statin drugs? Yeah. How's their liver functioning? Do you know any of those um, things, Pamela? No. Yeah. No. So, no, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, other, you know, we can look at a lot of other causes, like medication, you know, the environment that they worked in, you know, other toxins that they may have been exposed to. There's just a lot of other things to consider. In fact, you know, even we know that a lot of times we recommend when people are in really serious problems is to eat or only organic foods because of all the chemicals that are in pesticides and other chemicals that are in non-organic food. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a different it's different levels of what it causes the problems for people. Okay. But I mean, great question. Yeah. Thank you, Pamela. Thanks for joining our conversation today. So exactly. So many things. And we Mm -hmm. only have so much time, right? I mean, you know, for instance, even a high stress job that depletes Mm -hmm. your B vitamins and then you're not able to, you know, detox your estrogen and your testosterone. And we have more of that bad testosterone, right? Absolutely. So it would seem that most men... um, accumulate more estrogen as they age. In fact, we actually see now that, you know, Greg, we were, when we were talking about doing, you know, before the show, you, you talked about men becoming and looking soft, you know, mm-hmm. but men often grow breasts. And we uh, know from research that estrogen is a key player in over half of all prostate cancers. Mm-hmm. It appears that all of us need to keep toxin, toxic estrogen levels also in check. Right. Right. And I like to use a, you know, a saying basically I heard from one of my mentors and he said that estrogen, whether you make them, take them, or you have been unknowingly intoxicated by them, you need to get rid of them every day in every healthy way, which is so true because you can't get away from it, the environment entirely. We can manage our eating and some of those factors, but we are going to be exposed, and so every day we need to do something that will, you know, detoxify us, you know, from those toxic, cancer-causing estrogens. Well, one of the things that we recommend right away is water, but you've got to drink filtered, pure water, and then we often lots order, of water, lots of water, you know, clean, organic, non-processed foods, no trans fats or refined oils, you know, lots of vegetables, reduced sugar. Get See, rid of I don't. Sugar I don't get reduce alcohol yes? exactly, and I don't think people realize how important vegetables are for detoxing. Right. You know the fiber, the uh, antioxidants, mm. the vitamins in vegetables are just so important for cleansing. You know, right. we can talk supplements all day long, and they're mm-hmm. very, very mm-hmm. important. I mean, mm-hmm. we all believe in them, but eat your vegetables exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have your green drink in the morning if you're not going to have your vegetables. I mean, how mm-hmm. supportive is broccoli, you know, for, yeah. uh, you know, anti-cancer prevention and, and health? So so we also, I, you know, we, in our practice, we use a lot of estrofactors mm-hmm. to help detox extra estrogens for both men and women. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, talk a little bit about estrofactors because that's a metagenics product. Yeah, it's it's really one of my favorites, you know, too, because it's really designed. It has all the vitamins, minerals, herbals, you know, isoflavones and so forth that really support the ability of the body to take these heavy, excessive estrogens or toxic, you know, powerful estrogens and to eliminate them entirely through the urine, basically, or it will reassemble them so that they're not so 
powerful, not so toxic, these estrogens, and then we'll actually put them back into the blood system where they can serve a beneficial estrogen role too. So so it's not really like totally eliminating it, it's reprocessing, getting rid of the bad and regenerating the, 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 the good, you know, in it too. And I like to, you know, kind of give an example how estrogen can have such an influence on the way that people feel and think. As you look at when women are premenstrual, you know, mm-hmm. their estrogen levels are spiking at that point. Right. So, you know, the anxieties a lot of times, the depression, you know, the, the breast tenderness, sleep. the yep. sleep problems and so forth, that's because the estrogen is spiking. It's actually increasing the stress hormones at that point. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with guys as well. You know, when we become more estrogen dominant, we become more anxious, more depressed, we, we have problems sleeping, all the same kind of things as well, too. So where we give estrofactors to a woman in a situation like that, where the, they're premenstrual or the perimenopausal, we do the same thing for men in their prostate problems. Estrofactors, usually about three a day is what the research brought Exactly. Out. That's what we use all the time, you know, and two I'm, to three a day, for sure. You know, and we were talking on break, um, Greg said he's sure that this, this show is going to... Uh, have a lot of conversation out there with the men, you know, and the women, because there's so much misunderstanding about hormones. I mean, men have estrogen, women have testosterone. Um, You know, we all have all of those hormones. And the key, as you keep saying over and over, Greg, is to keep those hormones in balance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to detox the ones that our body has already utilized and we need to get, get rid of those. To do that, we need um, nutrition, Mm -hmm. we need vegetables, we need to stay away from things that cause inflammation and insulin resistance, Mm -hmm. right? And we need to incorporate um, foods and supplements that decrease inflammation, decrease insulin resistance. And and according to the Natural Institute of Health, more than 50% of men over age 60 have inflammation of the prostate. The health of the prostate begins with maintaining a healthy weight, limiting alcohol consumption, avoiding trans fats. So that means, you know, you give up the French fries and, and the pizza and the pizza. You know, you replace processed carbs like the muffins with fruits and vegetables. And Greg mentioned ultra prostogen is a key supplement. You know, it's got a mix of anti-inflammatory nutrients that has been very effective in our practice it, for people. It reduces that inflammation. And, Greg, we really do appreciate your expertise today. This has been a great show. Oh, thank uh, you. Lots of good questions from our listeners, and I think a lot of wonderful answers that looking at the real reason for all this inflammation that is occurring and people don't necessarily have to have this starting at age 60. They don't. Yeah, they don't. It's, you know, you keep saying, uh, Greg, it's very, very preventable mm-hmm. and treatable even mm-hmm. after uh, we have uh, an inflamed prostate, right? Yes. You know, our health really begins with people eating the weight and wellness way. That's right. Mm-hmm. And exactly. next week, we have a class on, or a show on sleep. All right. Mm. Okay. Very important. Very important. So have a great weekend, everybody. And great thanks again for being on the show. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.